1: going nowhere yo brady the goat brady's the goat brady's the goat yo we back another week the me bros podcast how we feeling out there all the listeners thanks for tuning in another week i am damon your host i got my two brethren uh to the sides of me jared
0: man 85 how you feeling man I'm doing great, man. You know, doing way better than Jeremy is. Uh, my picks kind of suck, but, man, Brady's just, I mean, he's the GOAT, man. I don't know what to say. Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. I'm just going to give the floor to you, man. Like, I I don't, I
1: don't.
2: No, 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 no. I don't want the floor first. Um, let's,
1: let's, let's talk about that. How are you?
2: Uh, I'm ready to get through the chit chat. This is, you know, hey, how's everybody doing? Hope you guys are doing well. I'm ready to get into it. Let's go
1: all right so uh obviously uh divisional um finals were last week i mean i fellas, that had to be the best stretch of maybe eight hours in a long time that was some great games man like both games were really good obviously the saints were were uh they were robbed so i'm i'm gonna go ahead and start with that um Jared do you want to start this and and then let jeremy have the floor or what do you
0: Actually, I'd rather let Jeremy go ahead and go. No, 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 no,
2: no, you go first. Um, I'm, I I
0: want to go last in this. Uh, okay, yeah,
1: I, I think that's fair. I think, Jared, you go first, and then,
0: you know, give us forward to your brother. All right, well, the question is, were the Saints robbed? No, the Saints weren't robbed. Look, I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen the NWO when Hulk Hogan, when he, he, had, he was running out there, he was going to help Macho Man Randy Savage, and all of a sudden... He closed lined him and then did a leg drop on him out of the blue. And I've been setting up J D Z. This is cruel all weekend. I mean, I was like, "Oh man, your boys, man, such such a shame." And it was a messed up call. I mean, I'm not gonna tell you it wasn't a terrible call. It was definitely a terrible call. But I remember about three weeks ago on the show when Jeremy said everybody won a game in in the and versus the Warriors last year except the Cavs, and I said. The Cavs won a game, and it was stolen from them with four terrible calls that the officials called terrible after the fact. And Jeremy said, I don't want any excuses. Don't tell me how a call changed the outcome of a game. Well, in this case, you had one play that was a terrible call. But also, on the previous possession, Jared Goff got face-masked. It would have given them the ball on the one-yard line, and that was on a third down, where after that they ended up kicking a field goal, so it took four points off the board. So it was second
2: half. It was second. Down. It was second half for the Rams.
0: Okay, well, if it was second down, you still got the fact of you had an opportunity that was taken off the board. It would have likely gotten a touchdown, and then at the end of the game, you wouldn't have been kneeling the ball. You would have been trying to get a touchdown. Look, I'm gonna tell you like the way I look at this. You can't blame the officials for one play when Drew Brees on that first down misses an easy slant. They threw the ball when they should have been running the ball late in the game. And then you got to look at the fact that they got outplayed. Like, a, a, after the first – You do sound nasally. I, I know. I'm, I'm a little nasally right now uh, with the cold. But, like, at the end of the day, when you look at, they had the ball. First first possession inside the red zone, no touchdown. Second possession, they intercept the ball, get the ball in the red zone, still kick a field goal. So now it's six. And then, so earlier in the game when they had these opportunities to put the game away, they didn't. And then they gave up that late touchdown before the half. And as much as it was a terrible call, and do I think with that call being made properly, they win the game? Yes, I do. But you know what?
1: That does sound familiar.
0: I've seen this before. Like We we had this exact same conversation. So I'm not going to give you guys the benefit of the doubt when you're not giving my boys the benefit of the doubt. That's just how it is. And in the famous words of Owen Hart, that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Saints did not get robbed. They essentially didn't close the deal, and they let one call determine the outcome. When, as Jeremy told me, LeBron had overtime, Drew Brees had wow. overtime. <laughs>
1: <Look at you. laughs> Yo, if y'all could see Jeremy's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have the floor, man. First of all, I mean...
2: You know, you know what? I, I I'll go ahead and go here.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: I'll go. I'll go ahead and go. Um, from what Jared said, a lot of the stuff Jared said is very true. The Saints had a lead early. The Saints should have put the game away early. They had an opportunity to put the game away early. They didn't do it. Honestly, the Saints played pretty terribly the entire game. The Saints, um, I mean, overall, the, the game really should have gotten out of hand, and it didn't. And they had opportunities afterwards. They had an opportunity. There was a miss face mask. Even though everybody's bringing up this face mask, his face mask wasn't even grabbed. Grabbed the guy reached to try to tackle him, and his hand brushed across his face. He didn't even pull the face mask. So that that call was. I mean, it's, it's been a little overblown because people want to make it. Oh no, it was it was fair on both sides. But let's go through. First off, let me just start with your little LeBron rant because I knew he was going to get it somehow to LeBron. Uh, quick question. Was that a one-game series or was it a seven-game series? Okay, that was a a seven-game series. LeBron got blown out. He quit on his team, and LeBron broke his hand to avoid having to actually play competition. So let me get back to the Saints. Um, Going on to this game, everybody's talking about the face mask. You know what? I remember a face mask, too. It was a sack on third down with two minutes and 35 seconds to go in the first half against Drew Brees. Was it called? It was not called. Go back and watch it. it face mask 235 for people, for people who want to get it. What happened? The Saints kicked the, had to punt the ball to the Rams, and they got seven points out of it. So don't give me the four points. They got seven points out of a face mask. They should have gotten the first down. The very first play of, of, of the fourth quarter, the Saints had the ball on the Rams' 47-yard line, third and seven. There's the biggest pass interference I've seen outside of the play at the end of the game that was not called. Anybody who wants to see what this looks like, go to my Twitter feed. It is Amibros Jeremy is the handler, username, whatever. Go to um, Yeah, I can't even think of the name. I can't even talk right now. But it's Amibros Jeremy. I have a video of the exact same corner. Roby Coleman, whatever his name is, who apparently has some kind of evidence on everybody in the NFL so that he can't be called for any penalties, gets there two seconds early. It was an out route. He grabbed Teg in. He ended up being a around. A, a he ended up just standing in the same spot because he couldn't move. That should have been a first down. That was before Jared Goff got the ball and they had his, oh, man, he got hit on the face mask. So, end of the day, I don't want to hear about any of these calls. Had they called the right call at the end of that game, you know what happens? Nobody complains about any calls. Nobody says the Rams got screwed in penalties. So, you can't come back afterwards and say, after the worst call in NFL history, well, it all evened out. No, it didn't because nobody would have made the argument had they called that penalty that the that the Rams were on the bad side of penalties. Nobody would have made that argument. It's like, hey, we both got in a car accident, and I got paralyzed, and you got a broken arm. Yes, they're both bad accidents, but one person got hurt way more than the other person did, and that's what we had in this situation. If you call that penalty correctly, the Saints get the ball, 145 left. The, the Rams have one timeout left. On average, you run about five seconds off the clock with every play that's been run. So in four plays, you run 20 seconds off the clock. That brings it down to 125. You've got a minute and 20 seconds you can run off the clock for the 40 seconds that you can run off with the two plays they can't call timeout on. That means you generally are going to be kicking the ball back off to them with about five seconds to go on the clock. The game is completely over, and we're not even having this conversation. So overall, my thought on the game, I thought the Saints played terrible. I thought the Saints probably got outplayed in the game. I, I was not confident going to overtime. The second we uh, we ended up having to kick the ball back up, I thought we were going to lose because I didn't feel like we'd been playing well. Honestly, the pass that Drew Brees threw down the field to tag in was lucky at best to be caught. I thought it was going to be intercepted. It was a pretty terrible pass, and tag in, made a great play on it. And I thought we had been lucky, mainly because of crowd support, to be at that position in the game. But it doesn't change the fact that we're in that position. Everybody's saying, oh, we had other opportunities. You had other opportunities to win the game. Yes. You know what? If Buster Douglas knocked Mike Tyson down and they gave him 20 seconds to get back up and Mike Tyson got back up and knocked out Buster Douglas, did Buster Douglas have an ch- opportunity to win that fight? Absolutely. That still doesn't mean that he should have had to win the fight a second time. We had already won the game. Every LeBron reference you bring up, most of that stuff's from four or five minutes ago in the game, and had absolutely no bearing on that point
0: of the game. Absolutely no bearing. Jeremy, those four bad calls were in the last two minutes of the game on all of them, and they all they had a, a clear. The, K, the on KD the game. charge it was
2: debatable at best. I thought it was. I thought it was an actual charge. All
1: right for the, for the sake of the listeners, guys, that a lot of guys, a lot of people aren't going to remember those games that you
0: guys remember. Uh, but let's. But, but look, look, we were bringing it up because we talked about this a couple weeks ago on a podcast. I wasn't even talking about winning a series. Jeremy was talking about winning a game. And when you look at it, there was a charge against LeBron that got overturned. There was a steal where LeBron stole it clean from KD, and they didn't overturn – they, they called a foul. What then year? What, what, what This was 2018 Jer- Jer, I'll give you the Jeremy, equi- I'll, I'll give you the
2: equivalence of what happened. This, no, 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 because we're not going to go through a full NBA finals. This is the equivalent of they said Kyrie said Center- – you know, no, no. Th- this is the equivalent of if they said Kyrie stepped out of bounds before he shot that shot when he was nowhere near out of bounds and gave the ball back to the Golden State Warriors instead instead of giving them the, quick move. That's the that's that's the equivalent of what we're talking about.
1: All right, all right, Jerry Jared, one, Jerry, one. Finish one point and let Jeremy finish this point. Well, look here's my here's my
0: point. You're talking about that's the equivalent of Kyrie stepping out of bounds. No, it's not because one. This it changed the entire outcome of the series, because one, LeBron punched the wall, broke his hand afterwards, but that's not even changing the fact that if this didn't happen and the Cavs had the game, then they would have had all the momentum from the series. Jared Smith doesn't happen. That whole team doesn't fall apart mentally and they have all the momentum. So if you're looking at it, there was the play where LeBron it started off last two minutes. LeBron drives to the I don't know, Katie drives to the basket, gets stripped clean, they showed the a replay, all ball, they call foul, he gets two free throws. Uh, actually misses the second free throw, and they tip it in. So they get three points out of that possession. Then LeBron gets the ball, drives, gets hit straight on the arm. Got doesn't touch the ball. They call a foul on it. They uh, they don't call a foul. They get a steal. So they get the ball. Well, you talk about the one the one with four, four thirty to go in on overtime. No, 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 that's that was the, the the George Hill. Then after that, they had uh, where. There's a charge that gets overturned, and then there's the foul on on Steph Curry and the Warriors when he ended up passing by the George Hill, which – is why they didn't call foul on. All Those are four things that got called that changed the outcome of the game. So if y'all going to try to tell me that four outcome, outcome changing plays doesn't determine the outcome of a game, then when you get one play that affects the outcome of the game at the end, don't tell me that y'all didn't win because of that one play. Because I didn't hear none of that a week ago or two weeks ago when we were on the podcast and y'all were talking about him not winning the game and, hey, you can't count no bad calls. So, look, you guys had a bad call that went your way. You had an opportunity to get it back because you got the ball starting overtime with, and you didn't get it done. Period. Point blank. We question: D- Do you have to win the game twice, or you have to win it once? The same way LeBron Here. had we to already, win it. Ari
1: admitted that he didn't feel good about them going into OT. He said it didn't play well. Him, I, didn't,
0: Breeze, but the, here's the but thing: yeah, though.
1: Breeze, Breeze wasn't the same player down the stretch of the season. I'll admit that
2: Breeze started to fade. He started to lose arm strength. He wasn't playing well. I am not at all arguing that we dominated this game somehow and we got screwed. We played terrible. We got lucky to be in the position we were in mainly because we made some plays down the stretch and then we got screwed out of, out of the game. You can't come up and say, oh, man, you had these other opportunities after you won the game. If, if somebody drops out of high school and goes back and gets their, and gets their diploma, you say, well, I'm not going to give you your diploma because you should have gotten the first time when you were in high school the first time. Does that really make sense? Is that really a logical thought? Is that really what we should be talking about when we talk comes to this game? Chair, you come up with all these plays that happen. Wait, no, 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 don't come off yet. When you come, when you come up with all these plays in NBA in the NBA Finals, were any of them nearly as blatant as the call that was missed?
0: Yes, it was. All four of those big calls were more egregious than that. Okay, I'll be. no, 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 no no,
2: no, you just—we have right, nothing
1: right, else. All right, we have—we right, we have, so we so have so nothing we else both to both talk about. If you're whole whole saying whole. there was something as blame, let's ask both make our last points, Jared. You have you have one, Jared, You have 60 seconds.
0: Go. Look, I really don't even have no point to make. I, when you look at it and say this, y'all can't make the same argument over and over again. We're not gonna play this game of okay, you get to you get to call one thing and then the other. Look. Y'all didn't want to give LeBron no benefit of the doubt in a very exact situation, except his was four calls. We and not say worst one. case scenario, the Warriors win four one. No, you can say worse because it's a case scenario. But in that case, LeBron had been having a career series, a career postseason. He was at, he had fifty points in that game, and that gave all the momentum to a front-running team. You could say that it's possible that LeBron knows win that game, and if that's the case, there's no denying that he's the greatest player in the world. Everybody, I greatest player of all time, and everybody admits it. So look, at the end of the day, I've been telling you, Drew Brees and O's were falling apart. For weeks. You you didn't want to admit it. Now you want to admit it. At the end of the day, your boys didn't get it done. Don't give them a, the excuse you didn't give me.
2: Like I yeah. said, Jer, obviously Jared's going to bring it back to LeBron. He's going to make every excuse for LeBron. Just like he – so, so when keeping – How do we start
1: like, – Yeah, he got – Jared's going to bring it back to LeBron. NBA Finals. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry yeah. about he that. Got, he that's he, ridiculous. He, nobody he, remembers he, that. Nobody – nobody, nobody remembers that. But, Jeremy, go ahead and finish your point, Jeremy. Finish your point.
2: Yeah, so at the end of the day, this is what it comes down to. The Saints got royally screwed. This was literally the worst call in the history of sports. He's going to try to compare it back to something that LeBron does because LeBron fails every year, and somehow Jared comes up with an excuse about it. But at the end of the day, Drew Brees, that was, I think this was his last great opportunity to win a, to win a ring. I think uh, he's starting to lose some arm strength. I'm not seeing the same thing I saw from him before. And I want to go through the names of the people who um, – we're on the field. I want every one of these officials fired. Bill Vinovich, who is the head refer- who is the head official? He's a CPA by trade. Bill Vinovich, as a CPA, I can't imagine how many deductions he's missing for his clients. He needs to be fired today. Bruce Strike I can't even say his name, but something like that. Bruce, you need to be fired as well. Patrick Turner, Rusty Baines, Tom Hill, Gary Cavalier. Tello and backup, backup judge you You're <laughs> Backup judge Todd Prukop. I mean they, these names are like I don't know. All, all I'm gonna say is this. These these people don't these people don't deserve don't deserve for me to call their names outright. You know what? I think they're Russian spies at, at the end of the day. And some people are gonna say, why are you calling for these people to be fired because they missed
1: one play? Because oh this God. play is We're so blatant. blatant. Oh, Jeremy, just stop. What? What? Let's work through these names. <laughs> 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 Please keep this. <laughs> Yo, how you go? How you gonna Call people out, and you can't pronounce their names. Well. I, I, let me see what the uh, dog you can at least act like you know it S- that's what it's called how I, I do you know I how pronounce
2: s-t-r-i-t-e-s-k-i-o-k-y
1: did you look it up <laughs> <laughs> you know you can you know you can go to like youtube and, and youtube how to say people's name. i do it all the time when i'm calling people i don't know how to say their name. oh It'll be i really like, don't care jeez <laughs> right i didn't know what to say to you man yeah you know like oh it was that that was that was that was that was tough to take man i, I feel bad for you i d- definitely think you guys were robbed uh, but let that kind of just goes into our next topic we want to talk about a little bit um should the NFL review penalties with instant replay do you think it's time especially you know you're talking about jobs uh people's livelihoods i mean the NFL is a business so when they they miss a play like that that's costing teams a lot a lot of money um so let's start with uh Jeremy man do you feel like uh, the NFL, maybe corporate office or somewhere should be review, reviewing the live penalties, um, especially in, in, at that point in the game.
2: Yeah, uh, I think 100% the, the penalties have to be reviewed. And it, it doesn't have to be on the on the field. I don't understand why we have to have on-field officials reviewing these things. They got to go over to the side. They got to go into the screen. It's very, very simple to see on TV. Why don't we have one official that's assigned to every game who is in a booth Watching from the screen where they can see every angle that's coming in. Therefore, this person is allowed to give feedback on whether or not it's a penalty or not, or whether or not it's pass interference or not. These things to be done very, very quickly. I say they need to be challengeable. Am I saying that they should be able to you should get more challenges per game? No, I still think you can stay with the two challenges. If you get the two right, you get a third. But that way we can still keep the game moving, but we can get these calls right. At the end of the day, I hear people saying, well, you know what? The Saints shouldn't left the the call in the officials' hands. Leaving the call in the officials' hands is like, hey, I try to stick the ball out over the end zone, and the ball got knocked out really, really close to the end zone. I'm not sure if he got in the end zone or not, but, you know, it's really going to be a judgment call. That's leaving up to the officials' hands. Throwing the ball and having your guy having a wide-open touchdown and having somebody hit him out of the air four steps before the ball gets there and having it not called, that's not leaving it up to the officials. That's just leaving it up to – a competent person to do their job. At the end of the day, what we need to see is transparency for the league. First off, the league did not even an issue a statement about the penalty or about the non-call of the penalty. If the, if the league is going to be transparent, that should have been a statement at minimum. Um, so I, I need to see, especially with the way the betting is going, where you're going to be able to bet in all cities, you're going to be it all over. And there's going to be a lot more access to people who have an effect on games. We need to see transparency and make sure that nobody's believing that, hey, maybe there's a conspiracy. Maybe the Rams are in the second biggest market in America, and maybe that's why the Rams are getting to the Super Bowl. I don't know. Right now we have Boston and L.A. in the World Series. Now we got Boston and L.A. in the Super Bowl. If the Celtics play the uh, the Lakers in the championship, I'm going to have some serious questions. So at the end of the day, this stuff needs to be reviewable. And, I mean – I don't even know what to say on it.
1: Oh, one, one
2: last you point. Believe, it's a
1: little – You believe you it should be reviewable. We we got it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what, yeah. what was the last point? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, one last point, because I
2: hear people saying they should have ran I, – I hear people saying they should have ran the ball because you don't put it in the official's hands. And I want to say one last thing to that. Shut up. Shut up. Everybody who's been telling me they should have ran the ball twice or three times and, and kicked the field goal, yeah, let's give the ball back to Sean McVay with a minute left and tell them they have no timeouts to go 30 yards to get a field range to tie the game up. That is stupid. I saw last year we gave the ball back with 25 seconds left and lost the game. And we had a lead. when We gave it back with 25 seconds left. I saw in 2011 we gave the ball back with a minute, 35, no timeouts. They had to get a touchdown, not a field goal, and we gave up another touchdown. If you are a Saints fan and you know the history of our franchise, we do not want to put the game back in our defense's hands. We wanted to finish the game. We did everything we needed to do to finish it. And with some replays, the game was over.
1: Jared, what do you think about this uh, NFL penalty instant replay possibility? Good thing, bad thing?
0: Um, I think it's a terrible idea. Um, I think what starts to happen is this. If you start doing this and you start allowing people to to, to challenge instant replays and all that, the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to get people that are going to start um, – you know, they want to challenge a holding call. They're going to want to challenge, I mean, yeah. you get getting a sli- slippery ground when when you start letting people do things that, I mean, to be 100% honest isn't necessary because how often is it that you're going to have a situation that comes down to like this where a person that's going to go to the Super Bowl is determined by a call? I think what you should do, I mean, there, it may happen. I think there's a good chance to, or a good possibility that it may happen. And the reason is because of the fact that, Whenever you have those situations these situations that happen, that, that's what that's what goes on. You get a you're gonna get a situation like this and then the Burden Manual situation happened where people are like, oh, Tony Dungy didn't win a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay. But then you realize, all right, he didn't win a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, but the reason he didn't win a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay wasn't because he wasn't a great coach. It was because of the fact that there was a call where it was really a catch. They called it a non-catch, and then they, that was the year before they had the challenge. And then afterwards, they bring the challenge. So I think it's a good chance that that could happen. But in reality, I don't think it should because of the fact that it's going to take longer. The games are going to take too much time. And I just – I wouldn't believe in their competency to actually get it done. So – um to be 100% honest, I just I, I think it's a bad idea. Oh, I mean, point blank, I think it's a, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. Jared, just to your point,
2: to, to your point, how how quickly do you think people are watching office holding? Like, you got to understand, most of the reason things get challenged are because they're seen on screen and people are looking for it. It's on the play with the ball. Nobody's looking back at the tape to see if somebody had an offensive holding before another play gets called. And if you don't, and if you add it with the caveat of we're not giving you extra, extra challenges – then nobody's gonna waste a challenge on a pointless. Oh man, you know what? I think he got hooked on the side. No, no. Then nobody's doing that uh, in a in a in a real game. So I don't think that is. So you're something you're gonna have you to
1: watch out for. You can have one or two instant replay ref like specific um, instant replay for refs that you think they might have missed that, that specific call. Maybe one. Yeah, I, and then I, also I, like, I, I do agree with you. I think if you just you know, had a big brother watching everything in the field, I mean, nobody would have, you know, the game wouldn't continue. Everything would be stopped all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But what I'm saying is for for when something is challenged,
2: you can have someone who's there for, I'm not saying like, you know, this is somebody who's just randomly going, oh, no, that was wrong, and this was wrong, and that was wrong. I'm saying instead of someone, someone having to go out into the booth and getting under the screen to, to see what happened, have somebody who's already watching the game who can give them some input. And have it as the same challenge system. You get two challenges per game, a third if you get both of them right. Nothing's challengeable within two minutes. Everything's going to go to the booth if it's challenged at that point. But we can get things right. I'm not just saying that everybody, I've heard people saying, you know what, that's just, you know, it's already skewed for the offensive. You're just going to give the offensive players more more leeway. No, that's not necessarily true. Think about the Alvin Kamara passing interference in the end zone with uh, Joe Hayden. That was a pass interference on fourth down. That would have given the Steelers the ball at the 45 as opposed to the Saints getting the touchdown on the very next play. So you're going to get a lot of calls that are reviewable and can be overturned, and you can get a better product on the field. The last thing the NFL needs is a questionability – or not a question, a, a question about their credibility. And I think you're starting to get that because people are looking at this game this week going, the wrong team is in the Super Bowl, and we're, we just have to be okay with it. And, I mean, it's outrageous.
1: Yeah, Jeremy, uh it, it like I said before, man, it sucks for you. I I know I was looking forward to the Saints coming in town as well, but uh let's talk about the other matchup that that went on Sunday night. Um the Chiefs versus the Patriots. Uh hell of a game. Uh came down basically uh Mahomes and Brady going at it and y- you know what ha- what we thought was go- going to happen actually happened. And that's Brady um doing what he does, man. So, um my question to you guys, <clears throat> were you guys surprised about Brady? Going in and, and and making the plays. Were, were you impressed with Mahomes? What do you see Mahomes' future? What do you what do you guys think about that matchup? Um, let's start with uh, start with eighty five.
0: Yeah, man. Well, uh, as before, I picked the Chiefs to win this game, and uh, the reason is because the Chiefs had more talent. But the biggest thing you can't over overlook is Bill Belichick is a genius. I mean, the way that he he set up the defense in this game, he did exactly what he should have done. Which is take away Tyreek Hill and the easy plays that Patrick Mahomes gets, just throwing a wide open Tyreek Hill. He was able to neutralize Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill had one catch for, I want to say it was forty four yards. You don't take your advantage of that one. Yeah, like if you don't get you don't get that one play. It's it's over. And and uh, Travis Kelsey had three catches for twenty six yards. So um, he 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 did a, a great job of being able to take that away. And then I thought when you look at, at Mahomes, I, I didn't think he looked very good first half. Everybody talked a little bit about how he was. uh nerves,
1: um, though. I saw a bunch, even in the Saints game, like guys were just making like, you could just tell there's a lot of pressure on them. It's just, just like, man, can you imagine playing like an individual sport if guys are like making
0: those kind of moves and you're on the
1: field? Like how you line up in the neutral zone?
0: Yo, I was just about and, to say that.
1: Which, like, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, like D4 jumping, jumping off sides ended what, All right, here's the thing. Brady's numbers are going to look fantastic. I don't think Brady particularly has played great in the playoffs. Like, if you're looking at it from an overall standpoint, I think he's been okay. In the playoffs?
1: You're crazy. Yes, in the playoffs. In the playoffs? You're crazy. Yes. (laughs) Get him, get him, get him, Jeremy, Jeremy Soldier.
0: Jeremy, go go ahead. I I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. So, look, look, here's the deal. If you look at him in the playoffs, he's faced five of the best pass rushers in football, Chris Jones, Justin Houston, D Ford, Joey Bosa, and Melvin Ingram. He's got sacked zero times. Versus the Chiefs, who have one of the best offensive our defensive lines in football, he literally got pressured twice. And once one of those he got rushed. And on the other one he got uh that was a pressure. It was a rough in the pastor, so he got an extra fifteen yards out of it. I think he's been throwing to open targets. Guys have been uh getting open, and I thought He's had no no pressure in the pocket. And if you look at the first few rounds of the playoffs, it's basically boiled down to what team can protect their, their quarterback the best. And he did that. And I, I felt like he was awesome in the last, you know, two minutes in overtime, but wasn't great up until that not point. I think
1: it's because, and Let's let's, for one second, let's talk about, because he taught me a lot. Let's talk about how good Tony Romo is for once. Tony Romo is a football <laughs> genius. So somebody like Tony Romo is a, that that scene that he's played against the Patriots, he's played against all these guys. He he knows exactly what Brady's going to do. So with Brady having you know damn near twenty years of experience playing against all these offensive coordinators, it's a reason that he goes and calls audibles. He knows exactly what these people are doing. So you can't say just because he's not getting rushed, he's changing plays. He knows what these guys are going to do. He do, It's not 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 take it away from his offensive line. They're they're very talented. They do their job well. But Brady is the leader, and he directs those guys on what to do. So you can't say, "Oh, well, it's just a lineman." No, it's the coach. It's, it's the it's the, the the leader on that team that is 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 responsible
0: for for keeping his own self not sacked. So you gotta you gotta kind of give Brady credit for that. I give him some credit, but you look at their offensive line coach, Dante Scarnecchia, has been there for seventeen of Brady's nineteen years, and he's the best offensive line coach of all time. He, I mean, you look at Nate Solder and how good he looked with the Patriots, and how terrible he looked when he went to the Giants. And he's done that with a lot of players. Even this year, they drafted Isaiah Wynn in the first round to be their starting left tackle. He tore his Achilles, I believe it was, in the in the preseason, and they traded for Trent Brown, a dude from the the 49ers. They got a third round pick, and he's graded out like an All Pro this year. And their entire their entire offensive line the entire time. Everybody talks about, you know, Brady hasn't had all these weapons that other players have, but they leave out the fact that if you're not having any pressure in your face, if you look at the games that Brady's lost in his career, it's typically when teams can get pressure. It's the Giants game when they could get pressure on him, or the Denver Broncos with Peyton at the end where they could get pressure on him. And usually he struggles with anybody that can get pressure. And the major benefit he's had over his career is having players that can be in front of him to make sure he doesn't have pressure and he can diagnose defenses because he's not an Aaron Rodgers in a way where he can get out of the pocket and make throws and, and move the pocket around. He's got good athleticism inside the pocket, but not good athleticism overall and he can't run the ball. So overall, I thought Patrick Mahomes played an okay game. Everybody went to give him a pass and say, oh, look, he got pressure 45% of the time. But guess what? Deshaun Watson got pressure 45% of the time for the season. So just because this game he got the amount of pressure that, that Deshaun normally gets – and that's based on with with him getting blitzed to get that pressure. Deshaun's getting pressure on 45% of the time, and people aren't even blitzing. They're just like, oh, yeah, we can just run right past uh, Julian Davenport and whoever else is on the offensive line. Uh, so I think overall uh, he, he struggled first half. Everybody talked about him not having the ball much. But that's what happens when you keep going three and outs. And um, I thought he played average uh, for, for overall the game. He played pretty well in the second half. But if you look at it, man, Andy Reid does a great job of play calling – um, I thought out of his play calls he had uh he had I want to say two or three touchdowns. I think they were all screen passes. Um and when they took away uh Target Kill, he still had Sammy Watkins. Jared, Jared, Jared I hate to I
2: hate to break it to you. Deshaun is nowhere near the level of Patrick Mahomes. That's
0: crazy talk. You. And that's
1: nothing to do it
0: has no it, no knock against um Deshaun. It's, it's not.
1: Patrick Mahomes is another level.
0: No, no, let me let me tell you what it is. Patrick Mahomes is Blake Griffin. And Deshaun is Steph Curry, and right now everybody's wild because he's throwing no look passes, and he looks super flashy. But wait, in the end, when you see it, Deshaun is the guy who's going to win all the titles, and that's basically Deshaun, the way it's going to boil down to it. Type
1: throws at Mahomes. He, Deshaun, yeah, think about it too. Mahomes, Mahomes doesn't run. He doesn't run at all like that. He he stays in the pocket and passes.
0: Deshaun thro- stays in the pocket and makes more big time throws than anybody else, according to Pro Football Focus. We're not talking about and throws. And you can't look at the <laughs> fact that. You gotta run if you got yeah, no offensive line. This, that's not how Mahomes is beating you. But he's beating you because Mahomes he's got time you by, in the pocket. He's you, he, he
1: plays a lot like like Brady. Brady gonna beat you fifteen here, sixteen here, eight here,
0: nine here, eight here. He gonna get you like that. Mahomes don't not worry about. Mahomes actually, he really doesn't throw any end of, any short passes and any immediate passes.
1: Over
0: twenty yards. He either throws screen passes, which he got a ton of, or he throws deep bombs to wide open guys. Like you're telling me, oh yeah, well, look at look how he's picking people apart. Well if your dudes are running wide open and you got no pressure in your face, then you should be able to pick people apart. Right now, he's got the best set of weapons of any first-year starter since Kirk Warner, and Deshaun's only going to get better as far as how many players he has around him in the offensive line, and Patrick's team's only going to get worse.
1: No, they they put pressure on him, like you said earlier.
0: They do put pressure on, on on Mahomes when you're able to blitz like they did this week. But overall for the season. He's had one of the least pressured seasons of any quarterback in the NFL. And when you look at Deshaun, Deshaun was the first quarterback to get sacked over 60 times and and win a division in the history of the NFL. He's got sacked the most times since John Kittner in 2009. So it was a decade since anybody got sacked as much as Deshaun did. So when you can look at it and say, oh yeah, well look, look at how he's standing in the pocket and Deshaun's running around. But in reality, that's not that's not sustainable long term because the, the Deshaun... Long term is not going to be able to to continually get hit because his offensive line is not going to be this bad and Patrick's oh is not going to be that good. So we'll see long term. Blake Griffin? Did you, did you say Blake Griffin? <laughs> yes. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, he is Blake Griffin, Deshaun, and Steph Curry of this draft. Mahomes is Steph Curry, bro. <laughs> Mahomes is Steph Curry. Not a chance.
2: Yeah, so my thought on it is Oh, Tom Brady's amazing. I can't even I can't even fake it anymore. I mean, I I've, I've always known Tom Brady was great, but just when I'm watching the game, like Tom Brady still got like I think Tom Brady could really play another 5 years. I'm serious watching him play. Seriously and I'm could. serious going this dude literally is throwing darts Velocity. in the leg what like if you look at the drive, the last couple of drives they made, nobody was open the entire drives. He was literally throwing people open. He's throwing darts. Hogan's making one hand catches because he's only got one hand that's not on a on a defender because he's getting cl- blanketed. And at the end of the day, I don't think nine anybody degrees, else could have got that done. Nine
1: Degrees outside,
2: not nine degrees outside. I didn't even th- didn't even bring that up. But most guys, and I'm not even talking about old guys. Most guys are not throwing the ball through win like tom brady is now obviously mahomes is um jerry your point on deshaun is is utter nonsense if i was going to make a comparison uh brady is tiger woods uh probably breeze might be like phil Mickelson. there's a few of them B.J. sings ernie Els. uh i would go from a golfer perspective patrick mahomes might be rory McIlroy, jordan speed somebody like that Deshaun right now was Tony now Like, he's got potential, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but back to the game, I thought that Tom Brady didn't make an early mistake throwing that interception in the end zone. Uh, and they actually left the Chiefs hanging around a lot longer than they should have. They That game should have gotten out of control. It was a lot like the Saints game. They should have put that game away early. They let the, the Chiefs hang around. They dominated time of possession. I want to say it was something like 42 to 25 or so. It, it was like. I knew it was something crazy like that. It was it was ridiculous. They dominated time possession. They kept the ball out of Mahomes' hands. And even though Mahomes made some plays down the stretch, at the end of the day, everyone knew it. Tom Brady was going to get the W. We're going to this game next week. Tom Brady, I'm, I'm just going to be like, you know what's, what would have made it even more special? If the Saints were playing against the Patriots, because the Falcons face will be forced to root. For either the team that came back from being up twenty eight to three, they were up twenty eight to three on, or their biggest rival, that would have been beautiful. But now they know they're going to do it for the Rams. But I think Tom Brady's going to do it to Atlanta fans again. Another Super Bowl coming.
0: But like, I don't even think he played that well. Mm-hmm. Like, if if you're looking at the fact that up until that point, up until D. Four jumped off sides, if they, he doesn't mm-hmm. jump off sides. That's an interception, and Tom Brady. Like, how good would his game have been if he had one touchdown, three interceptions, and 170 yards, which is where he would have been. But that's the Tom Brady effect. But I, some of that I don't the, think. Some of that yeah. I don't think is him. Like as much as you look at it. I thought yeah. he was just great in the last two minutes in an overtime. Jerry I, I, I 100% agree with you.
2: I 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. But I could go back and say in that Falcons uh, Super Bowl, what if the the cornerback would have caught an interception with two minutes ago the game was over? Or what if uh, Pete Carroll would have run the ball in? It's a Tom Brady effect. I'm sorry, I don't know how it happens, but every time when something has to happen, it happens for Tom Brady,
0: so I'm not going to bet against it. <laughs> I <laughs> will agree, man. That dude has, I don't know what it is, but that dude gets, gets the best. Tom, Tom Brady's guy. got voodoo, what man. Gary he's magic.
1: Say? What Gary Player said, he said, the more I practice, the luckier I get.
0: Hey, that's, Yeah. I think you could, think you could say the same. Yeah, he practiced so about, much
1: that about, uh, D4 jumped off sides. <laughs> 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 he's, he's probably scared he's about to get, get pulled off sides by one of them uh, hard snap counts. But let's go ahead and uh, let's switch to some NBA, uh, fellas. Uh, so, after Kyrie apologized to LeBron, he's been averaging 31 points per game, 60% field goals over his, over his last four games. Do you think this is a coincidence, boys? Uh, let's start with uh, Jeremy.
2: No, no, I I do not think this is a coincidence. I think Kyrie knew he was about to take over. Like, everybody's been blaming Kyrie. Oh, man, Kyrie is the reason why the Celtics aren't playing well. Yeah, it's not that Terry Rozier is shooting 36% or that Marcus Martin is shooting 41%. Or that Gordon Hayward said he's still scared to jump when traffic's around. Him. None of that stuff has anything to do with their struggles. But at the end of the day, Kyrie came out. And I've been saying for a while he was acting like LeBron. And he came out and said he called call LeBron to get advice and apologize to LeBron. Now, I have my suspicions on what his reason was. Why? Why would Kyrie come out and say, hey, I apologize to LeBron. I said I was that young kid who didn't understand what you were trying to do for me, and now I get it, so I apologize. What was he saying? He was saying, hey, what? You guys are those young kids right now, and I am your LeBron, and I know what I'm doing, and you don't. So you guys should really be appreciating me for what this advice is I'm giving you. This this whole entire LeBron apology was, hey, you guys won't understand what I'm doing now. But one day you'll get it and you will call me and you will apologize because right now I am your oracle and I am telling you what it takes to win a title. At the end of the day, am I sure that Kyrie is a great leader? No, I'm not sure. Do I think that LeBron is probably a better leader than Kyrie? Yeah, probably. But one thing I know about Kyrie, he is one of the top, I'm going to say top two most skilled guards of all time. Um, He's already the greatest ball handler of all time. You're talking about a guy who shoots 40% threes for his career. You're talking about a guy who's the best finisher in the lane in NBA history. He could pull up from anywhere. I mean, there's not a weakness in his game. And if he was 6'6", he'd be the greatest basketball player of all time. So what we're talking about right now with Kyrie is Kyrie's acting up. He's averaging 31 points per game in the last four on 60% shooting, 11 assists, Two and a half steals, five rebounds, and he's led his team to clutch wins down the stretch. Um, I can't wait, and I do mean I can't wait, until Saturday to watch Steph Curry and Kyrie go at it. This is going to be primetime TV. I am so looking forward to it, 8 o'clock. Make sure you tune in to ABC to watch
1: that game.
0: Oh, nice little promo there. Uh, But with with that being said, uh, I I think Kyrie's been – Really, really good. Um, I think he, um, as much as you want to look at, it, you know I'm not a huge, I haven't been a huge fan of Kyrie, but I like his game. And I think uh, this is a maturing part for him. Like, do I think realistically he, uh, there was some, some, like you said, like some thought behind it of like, hey, I'm the LeBron on this team. If I do this, maybe they're going to look at it. Of course. But I do think right now it's easier to jump when you take that luggage off your back. You got all this baggage knowing people forget when, when LeBron first got there, there was a stretch where Kyrie had like 65 straight points without an assist in a a two game stretch. And LeBron was like, some people here need to realize what it takes to win. And Kyrie didn't get it. And I think now that he he left, he realizes, man, a lot of the stuff that I looked at LeBron was like, look, you're tripping like whatever. He realizes he sees a lot of the same stuff he did in these young guys. Um, Do do I think Kyrie, Jeremy said he's a top 10 point guard of all time. I went through the list. There's a lot of guys that we have disagreement on. I think, uh, as I said, I think Jason Kidd's better than him all time. Um, I think uh, Gary Payton. But I think that's mainly not because of a skill standpoint. I think it's because of the fact that Kyrie has has gotten hurt every year he's been in the league, and I look at that availability as a huge aspect of your game. But with that being said, um, it is good to see how well he's playing. Um, He's carrying the team right now. I I think right now he needs to to make sure he gets his teammates involved as much as possible because there has been a drop-off from Jason Tatum from last year to this year, uh, and especially in in Jalen Brown. Um, And so he's got to get those guys going because as good as he is as a player, he's not good enough to carry that team by himself to a title. He can't do like LeBron did in, in the East last year, and the East is better than it was now last year. Um, but he can't do like LeBron did and just say, hey, look, regardless of how terrible y'all play, I just need Jeff Green to give me 12 points and I can carry us to to the finals. Uh, so he's going to need those guys to come along with him. And so hopefully he's learned some of the things that he, that LeBron did for him, and he realizes that that's that's the GOAT. That was the GOAT, and he should have listened to him in the first place. And now he's just setting it all up to come out to L.A. So it's Bron, A.D., and Kyrie. Let's get it. Ha <laughs>
1: <clears throat> definitely very interesting takes from both you fellas. Uh very, very well stated. Um all right, your boy Lonzo uh is out four to six weeks. Um the injury's starting to pile up for your boys out in uh La La Land. Um should they get should they sign my boy Melo? I know he just went to Chicago, but should they make a make a play for some, for a little backup with all these injuries uh going on out of LA? Let's start with Jared.
0: Yeah, man. Like, there's there's some moves that I think need to to be made, and I think Melo would be a great great addition. Not because of the fact that I think he's a great player at this point in his career, but it, one thing we know about LeBron is if you're an older player on the backside of your career, he can make the most out of you. He can figure out what your skill is, and he can utilize it. Um, is he gonna be the best if you're a volume scorer and can't shoot? No. Um, if you have the ability to stretch the floor or you have the ability to score and get buckets, he can utilize you. He can do the same thing he did for Rashard Lewis, Ray Allen, um, and Shane Battier. You can go through the list, Mike Miller. I mean, at the end of the day, is Melo a great three point shooter? No, but Melo can get you buckets and he can play the exact same Kyle Kuzma role that Kuzma does when Kuzma's on the bench. And I think that's a good help right now, um, especially with, um, What's my boy? Mike Beasley coming out. First off, like let's let's think about this. Mike Beasley literally showed up with pra- black practice shorts with a, a yellow liquor shirt. They didn't even have practice before the game. How you show up with black shorts? Like, if I can't count on you to wear the right right apparel, the right uniform, like I can't count on you in a big playoff game. And I think one of the things that we know is late in the playoffs, it's gonna boil down to the team that's got more experience and ability to put the ball in the basket. And any minutes that Melo can play. And take KCP out of the game is a huge bonus for the Lakers. Uh, I think they have enough defenders on the team to, to be competent. I think Mello bringing him in on any other team doesn't fit, but with LeBron, LeBron would make a vested interest, have a vested interest on making sure that he works. And if LeBron can get J.R. Smith to win a title and be a key cog on that team, then LeBron can get Mello to be, at worst case scenario, a viable backup player off the bench. So I think it'd be a good move to go ahead and get him in. All right. So where do I
2: start? Oh, it's Melo. Should the Lakers sign Mello? Uh, You know, no, they should not sign Melo. <laughs> Mello at this point in his career is suited to play on the Charlotte Hornets. He needs to come to Charlotte or maybe not even Charlotte. Maybe he needs to go to Memphis or I was going to say Brooklyn. Brooklyn's actually decent now. Maybe the Suns, the Suns could use, you know what? The Suns could use Melo. The Suns have a great, and I do mean great, physical therapy's talk squad. They will make sure that Melo is feeling better than he's ever felt. He will go out there. He will average 25 points per game with Devin Booker, and they will lose every single game. That is what Melo has come into now. It's no knock on Melo from what he was at, as a young player until probably 32, 33. But, I mean, for the last Three or four years, Melo hasn't been the same player anymore. Melo was a great player. I think Melo took a lot of unnecessary flack for not winning because he was literally traded to a Knicks team that had absolutely no talent whatsoever. I know it was a lot of his own doing because he wanted to get out of Denver. But when he got to Denver, Denver was not a good franchise for years and years. And he turned that franchise around in his very first season. He he got to the conference finals. He did a lot of good things to that team. So overall, what I'm going to say about Melo is, I don't think he fits with this Lakers team, mainly because this Lakers team does not need somebody else who's going to play iso ball. We already have Kyle Kuzma, and that's exist- essentially what uh what Melo's role is. Kyle Kuzma plays the Melo role, the no defense, I'm going to shoot the ball as soon as the ball touches my hands, and I can get really hot. So why do we need another person to do that? What do we need? We need another shooting guard. We need somebody to put Catavius Paul Cope off of the team and put him on the bench. What do we need?
0: We need a point guard to come back. What's his name again? Contavious Caldwell Pope. Yeah, because it sounded like you said uh, Paul Wall Cope.
2: <laughs> well, I didn't. Anyway, uh, we need to put him on the bench. We need to put uh, Rondo back in the game. Rondo's going to be back very soon. Lonzo is out. Um, he seems to always be injured. That's not what I anticipated with him, but I did anticipate that he wasn't going to be very good, and I think I was right on that. I said – After that draft, there will be three point guards taken in the top ten that will be better than him. The three that I listed were Dennis Smith Jr., De'Aaron Fox, and Markel Fultz. Now, Fultz, I didn't anticipate him completely forgetting how to play basketball, but the other two I feel like I was spot on on. So what we're going to see, Brandon Ingram's going to have to step his game up. LeBron is going to have to step his game up if he's not already retired. I don't know. This day-to-day stuff that he's been on, he's starting to remind me of Bo Jackson. Hopefully we see him play basketball again at some point. But we need to see someone else coming to the fold that can take Octavius Caldwell Pope out of the game because he made me so mad in that Houston game when the game was a one point game with a minute left. He shot a three pointer from thirty feet with twenty seconds on the shot clock and airballed it. At that point in time, I said, "Look, I don't have. I have no use for him. Get him out of my sight."
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all righty then. Uh, yeah, any last points before we wrap this podcast up? Nice yeah, point, one buddy. last point. You
2: know what? I want to. I want to do some nostalgia. It's this Rams versus Patriots. You know what, Bill Belichick? I want you to go do some more Spygate. You go get all their plays. You find out exactly what Sean McVay is calling, and I want you to exploit it to the absolute off degree. And if they have any complaints about it, tell them they shouldn't have been in the first place.
1: Go, Bill Belichick.
0: <laughs> Charlie Murphy, you as cold as ice. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, righty.
1: what you? What any last points?
0: Yeah, I, a, I got a man. really good last point to make. My boy Deshaun Watson made the Pro Bowl after Tom Brady can't can't go because of Super Bowl. So shout out to him, first quarterback in the history of the league You go four thousand yards and twenty five touchdowns passing, and then five hundred rushing yards and five touchdowns rushing. That dude, the young goat of the league. Let's go. You made, hey, uh, don't, don't wait, wait, wait. You didn't. You left out who got who replaced Jared Goff though.
2: Who who replaced Jared Goff, Jared?
0: I don't know who replaced him. Mitchell Trubisky. Let's go. I really seriously had no idea. Miss Trubisky (laughs) made it. Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, As always, listeners, we appreciate you guys tuning in to to the Meat Bros Podcast another week. We appreciate y'all's support. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, IG, Uh, Me Bros underscore podcast Not undercast but it's underscore podcast Uh, Follow us on uh, uh, Pie Beam Tidal, Apple Music Uh, We're on all platforms so share Make sure you tell your friends to come check us out We will see y'all next week Peace